Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hello. Thank you for going to the Les Schwab Twires. Twires? I don't know. Hello. We appreciate you going to the Les Schwab. Les Schwab. Why can't you say tires? Vive Clucot. It's the same thing. Just say tires. Where do we pick up from? Hi, everyone. You're listening to the Center in the Saint podcast. I'm Luke Anderson. I'm Will Darkins, well, and this is sponsored by Les Schwab Tires. Is that right? I think so. Okay. Yep. Enjoy. Doing the right thing since 1952. This is the Happy Saturday. Fun wins. Welcome to the place where fun wins. It's the sinner and the saints. We're freaking winning wins. over here. Fun wins. What does that mean? That fun wins? I have no idea, actually. I, I heard that and I thought to myself, how the hell does fun win? And what are we winning at? Yeah, I haven't gotten any prizes. No prize money for sure. You know where fun wins? The basketball tournament. The tournament. The basketball tournament. But, well, oh, you're right. It's TBT. Yeah, the, the basketball, basketball tournament. tournament. Yeah, right. That's where fun wins. So we got in this morning and we just turned on ESPN and, uh, or no, I guess this is ESPN2. And, uh, you know, they've they've tired out. I guess uh, they just blew their load completely on LeBron James and had to figure out something else to talk about. So they just threw on the basketball tournament, which is this pickup tournament of uh, old throwaway players. Well, it's it's a tournament that you can enter and win $2 million. Yes, you and I could enter it. Yeah, and win? If we were the 10th and 12th player on a team full of uh, former NBA players, we have a chance? Yeah, I think so. As I told you before, uh, in my high school career, I was wing guy to Kevin Love. Oh, that's right. You were wing guy. You and Kevin Love. Yeah. yeah. I was, you know, they built the offense around me. Kevin was a piece. And that was on the varsity? It's JV. Okay. Kevin Love played on the JV. So today. <laughs> hey, you're back from Mexico. I'm back from Mexico. How the hell was it? It's fantastic. Mexico is a delightful place. It is uh, sunshine and golf and beer and naps and swimming pools. Pretty much it. And, Sounds great. And repeat. Yeah, I uh, I went without uh, my wife and children because uh, it was my whole family, my my brothers and my sister, my mom. And then uncle that were down there that we uh, met up with for a day and hung out. God. And they and, were still home when you got back? 
And they were. They were. Yeah. That's success. We planned this in advance. It wasn't a surprise trip to Mexico going, I'm leaving the family. Yeah. I'm going to Mexico. For or, or saying, I'm going days. to pick up cigarettes, and then you go to Mexico. Yeah, that was not. No, that was not the plan. This was something that was arranged in advance. We'd agreed upon. My wife has taken a trip to Mexico, uh, sans myself and the children, already uh, with a group of her friends. Is so, that a gal's trip? Yeah, they did a gal's trip. Somebody was getting married or something. I yeah. didn't really listen. Stupid. I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, it was delightful. It was, yeah. a, it was a delightful trip, and it was nice to get away. I came back relaxed. I tried to keep up what was going on in sports this week, but it seems like there wasn't a whole lot. There was a lot. There was a lot. It was a loaded week, like loaded. I know that uh, training camp started. Huge load. Yep, so what now? Training camp started in football. A couple people didn't show up to those a couple people did that was a big thing and then they practiced football there was literally just a camera with some empty space looking at nothing because originally the person would be there yeah this is where sam darnold would be if he were here at practice yes with Jets. that's what the this is where aaron said. darnold would be if he were a person for the rams aaron donald now hold on what is his name it's aaron donald right donald that's what i said aaron donald Darnold. That's what I'm saying. Donald. Donald. <laughs> Donald. No, they're two different people. Aaron Donald. Wait, which is it? So what did I miss? Catch me up real quickly. I've uh, I've perused the headlines, and don't okay. worry. We have in case you missed it. But uh, what did I actually miss this week? Uh, well, let's see. Uh, we reaffirmed that Kevin Durant is, in fact, a 14-year-old teenage girl. Yes. Uh, which wasn't too much of a surprise, but this time it leaked over into our Ooh. property because CJ McCollum, who, by the way, has a podcast. I, also pretty close to being a 14-year-old girl. He's getting there. He's Photoshop guy. He he's, is Photoshop he's guy. He's look yeah. how good you would look in our uniform. Yeah. Like he's got all this clip art of Blazers logos at mm -hmm. different angles so he can put it on different people's jerseys. Maybe some pictures. emojis, some PNG emojis he sticks on there sometimes. Yeah, he's a uh, he's, he's little brother. He's and a high-res high guy. So he's a 14-year-old boy? Perhaps. Okay. So they went on a podcast together and basically Why Kevin... Why is he doing a podcast? Well, because he's he's broadcast guy. You know, that's what he's going to do when he gets out of the league, can which just, is weird just... to think about because he just got in. But don't professional athletes have, like, their own radio shows around the country? Like, if he wanted a radio show in Portland, he couldn't call us or somebody around town. Well, he did that. He he did that with one of our competitors, and he actually hosts a music show, and he, he wants to do that. You know, they have radio shows, right? But they sure. don't... Most of the people don't host it. CJ actually hosts his shows. He hosts... His podcast, he does everything. Yeah. Which, I, I mean, doesn't really impress me because anybody has a podcast. It's not very difficult. You have a podcast. I have a podcast. You yeah. and I technically have a podcast. Well, we have a, no, we have a radio show. If you have a radio show that is podcast, you have a radio show, right? Is it, isn't it better, better or worse to have a radio show than a podcast? I don't know. Well, I guess this show probably is not the prime example. Of so that happened. Okay, so I missed that. Um, That's it? Well, hold on, give me a minute. <laughs> I'm going through it. There's a big file in my head trying to oh, file it's, through it's, all it's, it. It's not. It's not that there's nothing. No, no, to no. It's just, there's on. a lot. It's just that there's so much. It's taking you time to go and cycle back. It's a massive uh, uh, abstract Rolodex. Well, you did the morning show yesterday. What did you guys talk about there? We talked about CJ and Dan, and uh, Duran. <laughs> Pretty much the whole time. That's pretty much it. Actually, there was an interesting uh, thing that happened with the Oregon Ducks. Uh, new stadium rules. Yeah, about round alcohol. Yeah, which I thought was kind of interesting, and I wanted your opinion on because I, 
I, I want you to tell me, is it more detrimental to what they're trying to achieve or is it actually helping them achieve what they're trying to achieve? Let's push that. We'll do that in the second hour. We've got plenty of things to get to. The reason I brought up uh, you doing the morning show, this is a time of year where everybody takes a bunch of time off. So actually your morning show for the week of July 30th is going to be the sinner and the saint. Fun wins. One whole effing week of you and I. Fun we wins all week. It's actually, we're going to do like six, what, seven shows in eight days? Yeah, it's going to be exhausting. So this... I, I can be honest and tell you, I don't know what the hell we'll talk about by Wednesday. Cause I don't know what we're going to talk about for today. Yeah. Honestly. Well, that's that's harrowing because we just spent like two hours talking about it, and I thought we agreed on something, and now you're telling me you don't even know. I've got an idea. But I'm thinking that we're gonna we're gonna probably be about ninety minutes short today. So can we just play like can we do like a mix of best of or something? <laughs> just throw that by like Wednesday. Yeah. We just do a best of like, like whatever we crank out Monday and Tuesday. Yes. It better be good because Wednesday say, oh my God. is the best of Monday. Let and me Tuesday. tell you something. If you miss Monday and Tuesday, don't, first of all, don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. you're about to hear it again on Wednesday. 55305 is a better you today text line uh, if you'd like to participate in the show. Um, you did the show, this this show with your brother last week? I did. Who did the uh, stand-up jokey jokes at the beginning? Nobody did. <gasps> I should have done two weeks of in case you missed it. But all right, I was in Mexico. I missed it too, so I went through, I perused the headlines because I know there's people that tune in just to this show as their only source of sports news, and that's why we bring you a segment every week. Well, not every week. This week that we call, in case you missed it. All right, this week, in case you missed it, the Cleveland Browns revealed their 2018 team slogan. Ah. Will, did you see their team slogan? Hey, slogan. So, yes? No, I didn't. Oh, okay. I'm going to read this to you. You're hearing it for the okay. first time here, ladies and gentlemen. Yes. Football from the hard land of America. I'm not saying heartland. I'm saying hard land of America. Now, is that a, is that a, uh, is that a sexual joke? Is that a sexual reference? This is their actual slogan. My question was, wasn't this a movie starring Kiara Mia and Jimmy Garoppolo? Hey-o. Hey, now you actually missed that, didn't you? I caught it as I was leaving. You and I discussed it yeah. fr Friday afternoon uh, as I was getting ready to leave for Mexico. I assume your entire show with your brother was about that. Uh, no, he didn't want to talk about it, which I had a really huge argument with him before because he said, that's not news. And I go, yeah, it's news. Ha has he ever listened to our show? No. Oh, well, there you go. I know. Yeah. That's the sad part. Then, then he wouldn't know. But that is the actual slogan. Can we stop doing team slogans? Do you have to do this every year for the marketing department? The hard land. Football from the hard land of America. Dude, that's what that's what people called my room in college. Hey in case you missed it this week, Des Bryant called Sean Lee a snake. To which Sean Lee said, sweet nickname, bro. Is Sean Lee, if he didn't play for the Cowboys, would anybody know who Sean Lee is? No, and I actually have a theory that Sean Lee's not very good at football because people keep telling me he's like the stalwart of that defense. But he's always hurt. Yes, he's always hurt, and I don't know what impact he makes. Like, does he make sacks? I, I don't know. I don't know what he does. I can't really remember Sean Lee being good. He is, I think, the most forgettable player in the history of the NFL. Yes, and the most 
revered forgettable player. Like that's what I mean. Yes, it's yes, the most accomplished forgettable player in the NFL. So Jason Witten is kind of like this, right? Um, but there, well, he was like this. Is that like you would say, oh, well, Jason Witten really makes an offense. But you could believe that because there would be these plays in games where Jason Witten would just kind of come out of nowhere and be open. And you'd be like, okay, there I see it. Sean Lee, I don't see it. Jason Witten would make plays in a football game. Yes. And he would accumulate stats. Yes. And he would do things. Sean Lee, I don't know what he does either. I have no idea. Um, He also looks like a guy that would just be concussed constantly and just be like, I'm the snake. Yeah. Yeah. And that his weekend plans are mowing the lawn. Yeah. Very much that guy. Uh, in case you missed it this week, LeBron James uh, said that he regrets giving his son, LeBron James Jr., his name. Oh. Yeah, he said he wished he named him Gary. Now, wait a minute. How is that a joke? <laughs> Gary Gary James. I don't know. What would you name him? What would you name? <laughs> we played cards well, against We played I, cards against humanity. You've played cards against yeah, humanity. I've played when it. we're in Mexico, we're playing okay. cards against humanity. And there's all of these obscene, ridiculous cards. Anybody that's familiar with the game, you know how this works. Well, the most popular card all weekend was the one that just said Gary on it. It's delightful. Gary James. Gary. Just I, doesn't have any, has no relevance whatsoever. What would you, would you are you going to name your son Will Darkens Jr.? Uh, well, no, because I don't want him to have to live, live, da- live down. <laughs> live in my shadow. Not much of one. Yeah, well, you can sim- get it. I assume it's similar to LeBron James. You can get out of it pretty easy. I'll tell you that. That's not setting the bar high. They had to cancel the basketball game for the AAU game because LeBron was being heckled by yeah by, by a dude in a Bulls jersey. Yeah, yeah. by in a Jordan jersey or yeah Jordan jersey. Yeah, yeah you'd have to cancel every single NBA game if you've ever sat courtside. Oh, dude, with the heckling. D- that guy's a dirtbag. Like, what are you doing? Why are you heckling? He's with his family and his kids. Like, I understand if you're going to do it at, like, I loved it that uh, people were heckling Durant uh, and they got kicked out because Durant told him to get out of there at the Moda Center. And then people would do that to LeBron James a lot, too. And that's fine because they're playing and that's their profession and they have to deal with that. But, dude, when he's going to a game with his family watching his yeah. kids, just, like, leave him alone. Yeah. It looked like uh, the camera, the the Duke uh, heckles against J.J. Redick. Go watch that one. That's uh, the, there's a little yeah. montage you can find. Well, he got death threats. Yeah, which is in 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 arenas in yeah. college basketball arenas, which is the worst. Anyways, in case you missed it this week, Vince Carter agreed to a one year deal with the Atlantic Atlanta Hawks. I've got some fantastic facts for you. Uh, when the 41 year old was drafted in 1998, Hawks rookie Trey Young was not born yet. That Vince Carter was drafted the same year Titanic was nominated for 14 Oscars. Really? Yes. 1998. Vince Carter was drafted in 1998, and in 1998, people loved Kevin Spacey, Harvey Weinstein, and Bill Cosby. How about that? How much is? I don't know if that's you don't like that joke. Kevin Spacey was voicing uh, characters in a bug's life. Harvey Weinstein just made Goodwill Hunting, and Bill Cosby was hosting Kids Say the Darndest Things. Hell of a year. How much the world has changed. I'm glad you've uh, equated Vince Carter's <laughs> glorious NBA career with that. Just saying. I respect him for going to the Hawks, by the way. Do you really? Yeah, dude. Dude, what? he could have signed a one-year deal with, uh, like, what, Houston? He played like the Houston Kings last him. year. Huh? 
He's doing the opposite of LeBron James, where LeBron James scratches and claws to drag his team to the playoffs every year yeah. so that he has a chance at a championship and just ruins his body. And Vince Carter's like, well, if I play for a team without a chance at making the playoffs, then I don't have to play the extra games. Well, not only that, but, dude, he's getting a cool $2 million for not doing yeah. I mean, like, how many minutes is well, he they, realistically going to play? That's what Le- they would say LeBron's has played, like, an equivalent of, like, four extra seasons just in the playoffs in the last however many years, like, with Cleveland. Yeah. And, yeah, Vince Carter's played zero because he just bounces around from Sacramento to the Hawks. In case you missed it this week, you've already alluded to this. Kevin Durant joined CJ McCollum on his podcast, and KD laughed at CJ for thinking the Blazers, the Blazers had a chance to win an NBA championship. <laughs> I want to read you Kevin Durant's quote. Man, if you really think y'all have a shot at winning a championship, you clearly are not listening to Will Darkin's Blazers breakdowns on the Center and the Saint Saturdays from 9 to 11 on Portland Sports Leader. 1080 the fan. Very nice shout out from KD. That was a uh, promotional burn. Promotional. That and you think the Blazers suck. They do suck. Okay. And okay. We, we will get into that next. Center and Saint. 1080 the band. Okay. I'm going to let you set this up, Will, because uh, you've been on the front lines all week. You've been here in Portland battling with all of the. Uh, Hatred, all of the lashings that we've been getting from Kevin Durant. The vitriol. The mockery of our great basketball team. So KD, Kevin Durant, showed up on CJ McCollum's podcast and basically laughed at CJ for a couple things. One, he said that he thought they could win a championship. The other, he... Well, hold on now. CJ McCollum. I'll let you set it up. CJ McCollum basically brought him on the podcast and they started talking about, of course, the eventual... You know, topic of hey, you join the Warriors. You're, you're a B, big P U S S Y. You're soft. Yeah, you soft. You're a huge, huge soft teenager. So anyway, they started talking about that, and then um, you know Durant kind of came back with something, and then uh, he asked something like, "Do you guys really think that you're going to win a title?" And CJ goes, "Yeah, we were right there. You know, anything's possible." And Durant's, we were a third seed. Yeah, we were a third seed. And Durant starts laughing. He goes, "Come on, you know we're not. You're not going to win a title. You know that." And then he goes, we were right there. We were third seed. He goes, yeah, but what did you play like? You played like an eighth seed. And he basically just laughed in CJ's face. Now, I have conflicting feelings about this, right? Sure. Because you have conflicting feelings about a lot of things. Well, your, I do. Your, your emotional depth is uh, is vast and wide and deep. And long. And long. Uh, and so I feel on one half of me that, okay, here's my fandom kind of getting assaulted by a guy who – you know, took the easy way out can friggin eat it because <laughs> none of his titles matter, by the way, none of them. And well, what, we'll about his, back, what about his finals MVP? We'll look back in history and not even consider this guy top five. I guarantee that he will wow. never come up in casual conversation as top five, Kevin Durant. And so I, I kind of don't like what he said in that sense. The other half of me is the cynical blazer fan who goes, yeah, you're completely right. <laughs> And I know it, and I don't like it, and I don't like to hear it, but he's completely right. We will never win a title in the next 10 years. We just won't. And I think that the outrage nationally from this really comes from the fact that Kevin Durant is the most sensitive dude ever. He is so sensitive. And he also has no, like, social awareness. Like, he does, like, you know, he's invited on this dude's podcast to talk to him, and he just... I don't know what he's trying to do. Like, what, what, what's his goal in sitting down with CJ? Oh, he's not re- butt. Where LeBron at? 
Katie, LeBron, he's going to yam on you. But he's not trying to have a conversation with him. He's trying to, you know, it, he always has to one-up the guy across from him. He's not sitting down having a genuine conversation about anything. Well, but you know what? He, I think he, it started he, that way, though. That's what, But he feels attacked because you go, hey, I think that move was kind of soft. But, you know, you do you, whatever. And he tries to move on from it. But that's when Kevin Durant turns around and goes into attack mode a little bit. Yeah. And then CJ even suggests that, you know, they were trying to get Boogie. And Kevin Durant steps on that and just goes, oh, you were never going to get Why did we go to Portland? He's like, well, you know, same same agent as Nurk, and he's like, yeah, but you'd have to trade for him, and you want to get rid of Nurk, and then he, but he just he just kind of pokes at people. He's very immature, and he's extremely sensitive. Well, and I think that the reason he's like this is because he's slowly realizing year by year that, it's like I was saying before, I think that retrospectively, when you look at Kevin Durant and you start having these casual conversations like we are right now, and we go, hmm, let's look back at the 2010s. Who were the five best players of that decade? I guarantee you Kevin Durant won't even be in the top two or three. Do you, you might get him around five, but you're going to have a bunch of people that will get to him and go, oh, yeah, number four, Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah, but I guess it really doesn't count because he won, you know, X amount of titles with the greatest team of all time. And, oh, yeah, he was up 3-1 the year before and took the complete easy way out because that's Kevin Durant. He doesn't care. No, but we don't go backwards and trash Shaq for going to the Lakers and playing with Kobe. And, you know, he went to the finals in Orlando and got swept, so he bailed and left for for Los Angeles. Here's the difference. The Lakers weren't the greatest, weren't in the conversation of one of the greatest single-season teams of all time. Sure. And that's what I'll go back to every single time when anybody comes up with these super team things, like uh, Boston in 07. No, Boston was friggin' terrible. The Heat, the Heat sucked. Yeah. Well, the Heat had won a championship. They had won one, but since then, they kind of sucked. That's what I'm saying. Kevin and, and, Durant and because took the it was a team that was easy way out. Yeah. Do, do you think that in, in some light, Kevin Durant sits there and goes, yeah, I know I took the easy way out, but because of the way his personality is, that now he just doubles down on it. Every time he gets attacked, he just turns around and snaps on people because he knows he took the easy way yes, out. Yes, he, he completely he, knows He it. can't be that unaware that he has no idea that, yeah, this was the easy way out. But now he kind of has to stick with it, and he has to double down when people come at him about it, and he's just ready to do it. And that's what it sounded like. It was a guy that was so defensive that he just turned it around immediately in that interview. Well, and I think this is kind of like the soul-sucking of Kevin Durant. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I think his soul has been completely sucked out because he knows he's not playing anymore for whatever legacy, right? Okay, so how what? There's maybe like a handful of NBA players that don't play for money anymore. Like LeBron James, I don't think he plays for money anymore. Yeah, I don't Dirk, think, I don't think plays for money anymore. Dirk doesn't. KD doesn't. I don't think Steph Curry really plays much for money anymore. James Harden's kind of balancing that line. And really what they play for is one of two things, championships or legacy. I don't think Vince Carter even plays for money anymore. I think he just kind of plays because he goes, I freaking love the game and yeah. I don't know what else I would do. Kevin Durant is not playing for legacy anymore and he's really not playing for the love of the game. It's spite. And he's not really yeah, he's not really playing for championships no, either because the championships just, are hollow. He's playing out of spite. That's hmm. it. The only reason he's doing all this is because he was told for however many years he was at Oklahoma City that he wasn't good enough and he couldn't get over the line. And then he got in the perfect situation which was you were up 3-1 and to be quite honest, you probably could have beaten LeBron 
uh, LeBron in Cleveland, I kind of feel like. Yeah. If you would have gotten to the NBA title, and then you friggin' lost it. And you know what? <laughs> it was on you. What yeah. are you looking for? What's that? What are you looking for? KD. Oh, you want KD cheese butt? Well, yeah, but I could have just found it, and you could have shut up and kept... It's marked as KD uh, UT's butt, but... Yeah. KD UT's butt! That's cheese butt. LeBron at? KD, LeBron, he gonna yam on you. He is just... At this point, he's absolutely exhausting. How do you save whatever reputation you want to have? If Let's say he is. He's looking at it going, I, I am playing for legacy. What's the move? I mean, can you just get off social media at this point? No. So what do you do? If you're, if you're KD, I mean, he's dug himself such a hole. He's playing, what is, what is he playing, on a one-year contract? He uh, doesn't have a long-term contract. I think so, yeah. So he's got a, like a one-one, right? He's got like a one-year mm-hmm. option. So you've got. Kind of a LeBron thing. Yeah, you've, you've, you've got at least one more season that you're playing in Golden State. You're playing with Boogie Cousins now and just making a mockery of this team that had, I mean, as as good a reputation as you could. I mean, that was a that was a team that was built through the draft and adding players like Andre Iguodala and, the, and Sean Livingston and their role players were really great. And when they won those 73 games, that was that was a likable team. Yes. I, I genuinely liked watching you that rooted team. For them. And you kind of, yeah, you kind of rooted for them, even though they were in the Western Conference and they were trouncing you. As soon as they got KD, I think that the the image of that team changed. Kevin Durant's image for whatever he had salvaged in OKC, even though he started kind of being that, you know, snap back kind of guy, he still had a pretty good image. And then he left. Whatever he had has been totally tarnished. And now he keeps getting in these little Twitter battles with fans, with CJ McCollum, who's sorry, is I think nationally fairly inconsequential. Yes. It's it is beneath him to get in an argument with CJ McCollum. No offense to CJ. But, but offense to CJ. I don't. I don't intend. But but that we seems, don't intend it. But, but offense. But like to what him. Would, what would be? But what would be an equivalent of of CJ McCollum? Like somebody for another team, right? If he went out and got like uh, oh um who who's the uh, Alfred Payton? <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> going on Alfred Payton's yeah. podcast. Yeah. But like like Which, yeah. by the way, hell of a podcast, Alfred Payton. <laughs> Absolutely fantastic. It'd be like 30 minutes basketball, the next like, 30 hair like, 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 let's say, let's say an all-star. Like, it's Kyle Lowry had a podcast or something. KD went out oh, and bashed him. But wouldn't, wouldn't that be kind of the equivalent, right? Yes. I mean, he plays for a great team that finished one in the East. But Kyle Lowry's beneath KD yes. to get in an argument and go, you have the Raptors are never going to win because you guys can't beat LeBron. Like, it's... It's just kind of idiotic. So he's done all this damage to his reputation. What's the move? What do you do? If you're his publicist, what do you tell him to do? You don't. I don't think his publicist controls him anymore. I think he just... <laughs> no, seriously, man. I, yeah, I don't think obviously. he does. I, I, I think it's just kind of a situation where... If somebody comes in with a resume that says publicist for Kevin Durant, everybody's yeah. like, no, no thanks. I think it's just, hey, man, do you, I guess. You're making money. Just keep being the villain? Uh, better you today, text line 55305. Somebody brought up a good point, and this might hit you, too, because you, I think, were a Sonics fan, weren't you? Uh, yeah, I rooted. I rooted for the Sonics. I was. I was probably fifty-fifty Blazers Sonics. This was kind of the last straw for me with KD. He was the last great Sonic, but now he's just a douche. <laughs> I agree. That is that is fair. Jeff Green also played for those Sonics teams. We I think we talked about that when Nick Collison uh, retired. He said there's only two left, and they were playing against each other in the finals. 
Yeah. Oh, the Sonics, once upon a time. All right, well, we need to get to the news, and then we'll get to our Twitter poll. And we've got, uh, I've got actually, it's funny that you were talking about legacy mm. and what people play for. James Harden had uh, a quote that will shed some insight to what he actually plays for. Um, so all of that and a lot more. First, uh, let's get to the news. Don't mind me, just keep on talking. All right, uh, Will Darkins, uh, you are the uh, master of all things social media, and uh, we've taken to Twitter at SinnerSaint1080.com, and you've posted a poll. I'm connected. This is I'm a, on the uh, net. Perfect poll for uh, the final uh, Saturday show of July, if you ask me. I'm on the net, bruh. How's the net treating you, homie? It's all right. There's plenty of videos of people... Having sex with each other, I found. Wait, really? Is that hey, a thing? You know this? I don't use the internet. You know that very well. Can you imagine if you didn't use the internet? No. What, the, what the hell would you do? I, I honestly, I didn't use the internet a lot this week. I, I. Okay, but you were on vacation. I'm talking about no, modern life. Oh, I know. I'm, I'm well aware. But I'm saying, I, you, you sit there when you're on vacation. Yeah. And it's a time to kind of disconnect. You can sit there and ponder. Oh yeah, life wouldn't be so bad. If you just talk to the people that you had, you know, immediate contact with. I mean, life and, wouldn't be so bad if I just got drunk, played golf, and <laughs> sat on the beach all day. Exactly. Well, it's but, not that hard. Well, but but here's the other thing that happened is is you go on vacation. And there's a lot of, uh, you know, people posting pictures of, of, like, the trip on social media. Like, my sister and my mom will kind of do all that or whatever. And I go back to tell my wife, like, some of the things that happened on the trip. She's like, oh, yeah, I saw pictures. I'm like, all right. And then we did, and then she's like, oh, yeah, it's, and I'm like, ugh. So from that standpoint, too, just having that disconnect and actually being able to tell stories, you know, after they happen versus just having that constant reel of what is posted on there. And then you have to go and you have to decipher, well, and here's what really happened, because everybody, of course, presents this perfect image of who they are onto the Internet, right? The mm-hmm. You see the stories all the time of the Instagram models that are really tortured souls, but they spend hours taking these perfect pictures. God, and then they're there's, hot. Oh, God. And then there's everything in between. But anyways, let's not get too serious about the social dynamics of social media here. So hot. Remember that one one picture that one time? Let's not talk about that. Anyway, so if uh, if you, as a listener of uh, this archaic form of communication radio, are on the net and use the webs Mm. and do the tweets. Yeah. Uh, you can go onto your Twitter account. You can look at uh, at Center Saint 1080 or at 1080 The Fan. And uh, we have a poll up. Will, what's our poll today? So we were watching uh, the tournament, basketball tournament, uh, which is, uh, as we explained earlier in the show, this buy-in tournament. You could win $2 million, and there's a bunch of old alumni leagues. Greg Greg Oden. He's, Greg Oden has a team. Yeah, Jimmer Fredette. He has a team, some old BYU dudes. Yeah. So uh, this got us to thinking. Uh, which childhood game should we uh, repurpose into a tournament to get monies off of? Yeah. Uh, 10% have said Rochambeau, okay. which uh, Rochambeau is the practice of kicking each other in the groin until one fails. Also, and then you it's, win. it's rock, paper, scissors. It's not rock, paper, scissors. It's it's groin kick until you fail. Yeah, that sounds terrible. I would watch that. That televised. game I never played. I mean, we used to just, you know. In high school, we'd just punch each other, and you'd sneak up behind somebody and pop them. But I don't remember ever having a game, and I certainly don't remember it being called Rochambeau. Okay. 
Here, are you ready for this? Sure, please. This yeah. is this is probably the ultimate question. I want to pose this to uh, the texters five five three zero five. Better <laughs> you today text line. Would you rather be paid fifty million dollars guaranteed to play in the NFL, where you could potentially get CTE, mm. or fifty million dollars guaranteed to play in the Rochambeau League, where you're getting your nuts kicked constantly, constantly, constantly? But if you're really good at it. And write the rules. You got a coin flip at the start to see who who begins. I mean, if you're really good at it and you win coin flips, you can end matches really fast. So, so explain to me how the the uh, the kick version of this game works. You just so, flip a coin. I kick you. You kick and, me and in then the groin. You, and then if you feel well enough, you can kick me in the groin. Yes. If if and I if have I, if I survive that one, I kick you again in the groin until somebody gives up. Yes. We continue to sustain blows until one of us either throws up or says, "I can't do this anymore." So if you throw up, yeah, you're done. Yeah. So you got to keep your lunch down. But fifty million guaranteed. So th- those are the only you. You can either tap out or puke out. Yes. And that's the entire premise of this game. That's the entire premise of the game. And I would imagine it televised in a dark uh, high school uh, wrestling room uh, with a small crowd and just one big headlight over is, the two is, men. Is there a Sylvester Stallone movie made about this yet? Should be. There should be. Yeah, like Over the Top, the arm wrestling movie. Over the Top, more like Between yeah, the Legs. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I was forced over the top under the bottom is what it would be. Are you kidding? Well, what would you pick? Would you want to get kicked in the nuts or potentially uh, get CTE? Your chances of CTE, by the way, in this situation, 80%, 80%. How long do I have to play out the contract in the NFL? $50 million guaranteed contract is what? Probably four years. Mm, let's go three, three year contract. Yeah. Three years in the NFL Aaron or, Rogers. or how long am I participating in this tournament? Uh, a year. Oh, I'm going to probably a year and it's the same schedules, right? So you're only playing once a week, Yeah. but I mean you, okay. So during that week you get to squat as much as you want, do as much ab workouts as you want, do whatever physical requirements you need to get ready to kick someone in the nards hard enough to eliminate. Yeah. yeah the answer is the NFL, but, but the only thing making me lean that way, because no, I don't want to be kicked in the nuts. That frequently, but but you're potentially you also get to kick. Yeah, you're getting <laughs> brain damage. I mean, okay. Yeah. Here, here's the best part of it: brain damage versus brain damage. Okay, so here's the thing about the what's whole... the worst shot you ever took to the old uh, giblets? Worst? Yeah, like what was the most debilitating shot? I don't think I ever had one really. Oh, then yeah, then you like. I mean, I've been. I, there was nothing that comes to mind very quickly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've definitely been kicked or hit there before. But. Yeah, and I remember those being vividly unpleasant. But the one that jumps into my mind wasn't me. It was Tom Crockett played center field for us on the JV baseball team. He was standing behind first base doing something. God knows what, but he wasn't paying attention. Somebody threw a flyer from third base, went over the first baseman's head, caught him direct. And I remember him sitting there looking like he was going to die. And I'm not kidding you, for 30 minutes. He did not make it back to practice. I just remember the pain that was in. That was a direct shot from a baseball, I realized. But if somebody kicks and they get the opportunity to square up on you, that is not something I want to experience. And it's not something I want to experience to the point of where once they get numb, you don't even have to worry about it anymore. Yeah, I mean. Go pull up the Yadier Molina footage. Dude, there could be. Pull up Yadier Molina. I've seen Yadier Molina footage. Ah! All I'm saying is at some point in the season, you could have surgery to put some 
some different things down there and get some hormone treatment, and you'd be $50 million richer. Better You Today tagline, Stallone stars in Nutcake with Dwayne The Rock Johnson and Natalie Portman, a Harvey Weinstein production. Can I say the NFL any faster? Yeah. NFL, 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 NFL. NFL, NFL. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 there you go. Okay, so. Uh, hold on, we didn't get we to our other choices. I was just going to say, we derailed from the poll. So 10% are going for the nut kick version of Rochambeau. That should tell you how many people might pick the NFL. Yeah. 22% say 21 bump slash tips. Uh, that's, of course, the game, the basketball game. Two people get to 21 knockoff. Everybody knows 21 tips. That game, right? Well, there's that and there. Well, I, you know what I was thinking? Bump is the game where you stand at the, the three-point line and you shoot yeah. and the guy behind you shoots. Yeah. Yep, that's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 30% say four square and 38% say wall ball, wall ball, which wall ball is difficult. It is. And really you can get really good at, but it's like handball too. I mean, handball Mm -hmm. is, is a pretty intense sport. It's hard from what I gather. I've never played handball. You need to be in shape to win. Yeah. Yeah. I think that one's pretty intense, but I did have as an adult play four square and it was fantastic and delightful. It was, it was uh, a place that I worked. We would we would do Friday parties every week, which was always great. And you'd get a bunch of beer, and then somebody would draw a four-square court, and you'd play. And we could go out and play four-square right now and have a fantastic time. Let's get some four-square going. You want a Rochambeau? Let's ro- I do not. I, oh. I would dominate you at Rochambeau. I, I, don't, I don't want a piece. I have a long Yeah, but you leg. got bad knees. That doesn't matter. One kick, you're not able to swing it the second time. I'll you, tell you, you what. I'd rather You're, you're going gonna to dislocate your knee on the first kick, and if I can survive it, I've got you. I'd rather blow out my knee just taking you out on the first kick than having to, like, take it a little bit easy and you haven't thrown up or, you know, submitted, and now I have to take a kick from you. Yeah. Win that coin toss. You're not feeling good. Yeah, that's the key. You got to win the coin toss. I'm I'm not going as hard as I can kick. I'm trying to hit both in one swing, going for, like, the, the side of the foot. Take out everything. Yeah, I mean, what's your strategy, right, on the kick? I mean, you can't just do it as hard as you can. Or maybe that's yeah, it. you miss. It's just as hard as you can. <laughs> miss it. Catch him in the grundle instead. I'm trying to angle in on the left. <laughs> no, dude, just friggin' cock that thing back Look and at kick. His shorts are positioned. It looks like he's hanging a little to the right. If I can get some premium pinching going on, then I might be able to take him out in the first swing. <laughs> What I want to do is I want to pin it between his leg and my foot. That's the way to go. You're kind of coming in with a side sweep, but you got to be careful not to the other thigh. That'll slow you down. You don't want to lose speed. And uh, you, Mr. Darkins, what's your strategy? I'm going to kick as hard as I can. Can we be the broadcasters for this? Yeah. <laughs> Good versus evil is next. You're listening to the very stupid Sinner and Saint on 1080 The Fan. Have you been too busy to keep up on sports this week? What has happened to the... What has happened? What has happened to the national interest? No time to form your own opinions? I stand before you here today in the midst of gnarly times. Well, no worries, bro. Let the center and the saint shred the gnar while you just sit back and ride the wave. It's time for Good versus Evil. Brought to you by the titan of Hawaiian restaurants. 808 on 1080 The Fan. traded here a few years back. We had an idea of what was Cleveland Cavaliers basketball. We got a little bit spoiled with uh, four years in a row of the finals, but now we get to build this thing again. So uh, we're definitely excited about who we have moving forward. We know that we're going to add some some new pieces, but we feel like things are going to head in the right direction and we're going to be a team that's going to play extremely hard. 
That was former Lake Oswego center who notably played alongside Will Darkins in the fifth grade. Kevin Love. <laughs> you played wing guy, right? I was wing guy. Legendary wing guy. <laughs> Legendary wing guy, Will Darkins. He was thanking fans in Cleveland who had nothing to do with his recent payday. Cleveland signed the five-time All-Star to a five-year, $145 million contract this week. Love, who took $8 million less than his full max contract. This move was made by general manager Kobe Altman to take a, uh, or I'm sorry, to uh, provide some creative flexibility to actually build around him. So uh, with Kyrie Irving's departure to Boston and LeBron James taking over in L.A., Love is now the sole playmaker in Cleveland as they rebuild. Do you actually see them making the playoffs this year? Do they still have uh, J.R. Smith? Uh, last time I checked the internet, yes. Yeah, it's listen, it's basketball in the hard land of America. I mean, what else do you want? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Land. I mean, the, the hard land. Uh, the, it's the East, so I suppose they could make the playoffs. I mean, but I, that roster was so dependent on LeBron James. I honestly don't know what they would look like. He didn't miss a game last year. I mean, he played all 82. He played more minutes than anybody in the NBA. I suppose you could build a team around Kevin Love and make it to the playoffs, but it's never been done because Minnesota did not go when he was there and putting up big numbers. So I'm going to say that they miss out on the playoffs if that's your centerpiece. I just want to say I'm thankful to the DA and the judge for allowing me to move forward. I want to say to my friends, my family, my fans, thank you for the support. Thank you. That was international mascot for Irish trash, Conor McGregor. Old Punchy, please. Doesn't it sound like he's making the accent up as he speaks? Well, dude, I, I thought it's that terrible. too. I mean, you listen to it and it's like, so just, I could not be more Irish. No, I know. I, I went back to other interviews to check and he is that Irish. Okay. I know, I know that he is, but. Irish, he would shut up. Ah, I see what you did there, you clever bugger. Well, old Punchy pleaded guilty to a single violation of disorderly conduct in Brooklyn, Brooklyn Criminal Court this week regarding an incident back in April at the Barclays Center. Video footage showed the boxer slash MMA to fighter slash potentially illiterate throwing a metal dolly into a window of a bus stationed inside the Barclays Center loading dock. And this same bus was carrying other UFC dudes. A plea deal was worked out that allowed McGregor to serve no jail time. Should he have served jail time? I don't know. And I don't care because he did probably done just fine in jail. Isn't he kind of built for that? Like hasn't everything in his career kind of led up to it? What did you say? Boxer, uh, MMA fighter, and potential illiterate? Yeah. I mean, that you could probably say that about, you know, half the incarcerated people uh, that would be on his cell with him. On I his would... block, on his unit with wherever have you ever been to jail me no you know and that's what we are you know myself you know chris and our entire coaching staff we communicate you know every single every single day making sure guys are in good places making sure you know during the game if something we saw something and, and you know some guys can get a certain certain shot uh then we watch film on it but it's all about communication and obviously there's a lot of egos a lot of talent but uh some of that has to sacrifice in order to get to where we want to go that was a man that remarkably won NBA MVP this season and shot two for 13 from three-point land in game seven of the Western Conference Finals, James Harden. He was talking at a Team USA minicamp this past week about the Houston Rockets signing Carmelo Anthony this next season. Hasn't happened yet, by the way. It's an intriguing thought for Melo to come off the bench for Houston, but when Melo was asked about that prospect by media this week, he said, quote, when I feel like I'm ready to take that role, then I'll take that role. Only I know what it's best 
for me to take that role. I'm not going to do that in a situation where I still know my capabilities and what I can do, unquote. Is it wise for the Rockets to even go after Carmelo Anthony if that's what he believes? Yeah, uh, Carmelo Anthony is proving to be quite the idiot uh, this week. He also said that the reason he wasn't successful in Oklahoma City is because he didn't get enough help. He showed up too late and he had to figure out things on his own. But somehow he's the guy that decides. Maybe it's you, dummy. Maybe you're the problem why you didn't succeed. If people are willing to help you and tell you, hey, this will be the best thing for your career is to come off the bench, then come off the bench. You're an idiot, Carmelo Anthony. And if you don't get a job, it's your own fault. I love how he says that I came in too late. He's actually like he got a job at Home Depot. That's, and, yeah, like nobody and, like, showed me where the garden supply was. Like, what are you talking about? Like, listen, they just hired me this morning. I'm supposed to figure this out on my own. How the hell am I supposed to know where the lawnmowers are, buddy? Yeah. Figure it out for yourself. I got here too late. Can you tell me where the saw it is? In 82 games to figure it out, you moron. Oh, excuse me, where are the shovels? Look, I just got here. At least he stays off social media. All right, now it's time for my favorite story of the week. This one comes from uh, Great Falls, Montana. Uh, late Friday night, uh, actually it was this Friday night, uh, police in Great Falls, Montana received a call from a man in distress. He had come home to find his ex-girlfriend hiding behind his bedroom door, wielding machete. She had somehow broken into the house while he was away, he said. And when he opened the door and walked into uh, his room, she confronted him from behind and held a machete to his neck. And uh, according to the affidavit, she told him to take off his clothes and then she proceeded to have sex with him while holding the machete. And then when she was done, uh, she urinated on his bed. This is an ex-girlfriend? Uh, this is an ex-girlfriend. Oh, so that didn't work out with her? wonder what the problem was. I mean... Oh, it was obviously him. Jeez. Wow. So, psycho much? Yes. Okay, now here's the question we all Holy have on our oh, mind. Oh, go ahead. How did he do it? What do you mean? Aren't you completely freaked out? Petrified? Yes. How, how the hell? Was he, was he petrified? Uh, yeah, see what I did there? Well done. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like, how the hell could you perform? You're scared. You perform scared. Listen, the body uh, does. You perform scared. I, the, I, I couldn't be frightened for my life and then perform. That is harrowing. How do, how do you know? I guess that's true. I've never been put in that situation. So there you go. So you, you don't like know. It. Listen, you're talking about something that's outside of your uh, area of expertise. I don't know that I could either, but uh, I don't know that I need to find out. I'm just going to say that whatever happened, happened. Because I'm sure it wasn't the uh, most romantic coupling ever, Is I would have to guess. So she probably was um, a little out of her mind if she was holding machete then urinating on his bed yeah. afterwards. I'm guessing the, the things that happened in between that weren't any less crazy. God, he must have been a jerk. <laughs> yeah. I think that was it. That he was, was such a jerk. It that was the problem. Her. If he'd have given her more attention, if he wouldn't have looked at that other girl at Applebee's, honey, it's just a waitress. Yeah, you don't need to look at her. You don't need to flirt with her. Just was, order the wings and get out of here. I was what is the wrong with you? I was looking at the mozzarella sticks. <laughs> yeah. I just asked you a question about the mozzarella sticks. I wanted to know if I could get ranch and marinara sauce. That's all I was doing. Yeah, you shouldn't have looked at her. That's it. Three months later. Who broke up with who? That's the question. I'm going to guess he broke up with her. I think so. You had to guess.
All right, that's uh, that's your good versus evil for this week. Brought to you by our friends at 808, the Titan of Hawaiian Restaurants, 2454 East Burnside or 52nd and Woodstock. Go eat their Hawaiian food. It's delicious. Uh, when we come back, a new alcohol policy at Autzen Stadium will make things better or worse at Oregon. I've got a quote that will give you the motivation of one James Harden and uh, probably some other stuff too. How sweet is that? More Center and Saint. This is 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.